Hey guys, welcome. I got a very special guest here, all the way from Key West, Florida. You know what? I'll let them introduce themselves. You want to introduce yourself? Oh, sure, that works. <laughs> Ooh, cough. Hi, everybody. I'm Erica Rose Avery out of the 801 down in Key West, Florida. <laughs> all right, what do you do at 801? What, what do you do down there? Because, you know, Key West is fun, but what do you do? What do I do? Well, I'm one of the drag entertainers on the house cast, usually two to seven, nine days a week. <laughs> Let's talk about what made you start getting to drag. You know, we all have a reason why we do drag. So tell me about why you became a drag performer. Well, the initial reason I became a drag performer, 15 some odd years ago, I went to a drag show when I was in college and I said, I can do that. Yeah. It you're was big... not. No, it was not the best idea. It was not the cheapest idea. Took me another eight years to consider, okay, now I can do it. Took me another five years after that. Okay, we're doing it now. And I've been doing it at the 801 since July, and I love it, and I've grown a lot, and yeah. But you're, you're a very special queen. You're not a typical queen. You know, some people do all this fun stuff, but you're also what? What type of queen are you? I am, well, we're putting this off as my own nickname. I am Key West Southernmost Creature Feature. <laughs> I don't I, I don't try to be pretty and glamorous. We want less hair, more makeup. Let's have fun. <laughs> I've seen you perform. You are such an amazing performer. You know, in the whole transformation of drag, people understand how hard it is. How long does it take to get ready in drag? How long, you know, it's not like, okay, let me just toss on some heels and makeup. How long does it take to get ready? So for me, the 15 years of trying to figure out what my face is supposed to look like aside, I plan for three hours. That includes the taking all the necessary hair off, getting in the shower so I'm not the stinky girl on stage, and about an hour to an hour and a half of putting my face on. Wow. And then, and then another 15, 30 minutes putting the body on. And then how long, how long to take it off? 20 minutes. <laughs> See, people think the drag is easy, man. Drag is hard. All right. What is your favorite song to do? So when you came down, my favorite thing to do at the time was Dream On, a cover by Postmodern Jukebox. And it's just epic. And my whole everybody can come out in that one song. But since then, I discovered another cover by Postmodern Jukebox, not sponsored, by the way, of Smooth Criminal by Michael Jackson. What? You know Smooth Criminal? What? You? No. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I got to see that. I'm going down to March. I get to see you. Oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. So doing this long, you know, and I know you you do comedy too, right? Yes. In about three weeks, I am traveling to Tampa to compete in the I procrastinated too long. This is your last chance to be a comedy queen pageant. Chances are, after that, in March, so depending on when you're going to be there, I will actually be in Orlando hoping to compete for the National Comedy Queen pageant. 
how hard are the pageants? Because everybody thinks a pageant is okay. I just put something together, you know, and I love seeing pageants and I've been to them, you know, how hard is getting ready for pageant? People understand the timing and the how, you know, everything that goes behind the scenes to get into a pageant. How long does it take roughly? Successfully, you have to have a strong concept. There have been previous national winners of the Comedy Green Pageant that spent, you know, $10,000 making everything work. And then there's another winner I know that spent maybe $500. Wow. It, and, she, and she won. And it was epic and everything. So developing the strong concept of what you want and then making it work. Yeah, that is true. Now, Key West, let's talk about Key West. How fun is Key West? Oh, Key West is a blast. <laughs> I can walk I can walk down the Duval Street any given day, hear at least 12 different languages and 20 different dialects. I enjoy that. When I don't enjoy that, then I go wander around that historic homes because they're just amazing to look at and see. It's very beautiful when you get away from the noise, which is not very far. Yeah, yeah, like two by five, two miles by five miles in Key West. If you could go and perform anywhere in the world, I always ask every single of my of my guests, you know, performers, musicians, artists, if you could perform somewhere, where would be like your if you could or do your ultimate like performance, what would it be? Like if you had unlimited money to do whatever you want, what would it be to the crazy show? So, I want to be seen. Okay. Now, my goals were very small at the beginning because, you know, we're just actually starting out seriously as our drag progression. But I would like to be on a stage in Vegas and perhaps in New York. Hmm. All right, guys. Where, that's, that's where the people are. Well, listen, I got a lot of listeners, all right? Listen, you guys, nationwide, New York and Vegas. If you're listening to you want a badass performer, all right, reach out to Erica. <laughs> all right, so let's go back to... Um, Fly me out there, give me a hotel room, and have Arby's waiting for me because we don't have that down here in Key West, and I'm sad. Yeah, there's no Arby's down there. Okay, no. and you know drag you know we go through all these stages of drag and all that fun stuff we change our persona how many times we change your persona in drag we have shifted our direction about four times five times because you know there's the initial i'm gonna be a pretty girl she wasn't very pretty <laughs> okay so that doesn't work let's do something else <laughs> Well, nobody liked that something else. So we have to try to find the lines between pretty and glamorous and, oh, what was that? <laughs> and that's kind of where we're at. We want people to go, oh, my goodness, she's beautiful. Wait, what? God, I love you. You guys are so awesome. All right, and then what else can I ask you? If you could give a tip to someone that's LGBTQ, and a tip also to upcoming queen you know we in our you know in our lifestyle is hard you know and you know we always say hey do this empowerment and all that but being you know we're older now we're not 21 no more but if you could give a a tip to an upcoming 
queen, a baby, a baby queen is a caller. And then also to somebody in the LGBT, LDTPQ community, what is the tips from your life experience? What tips would you give both? My advice that I would actually give to everybody, no matter which stage they're at, you're allowed to be creative. Don't think that you have to follow the mold of what other people want, think that you should be. If you could just be it, just it's okay to be creative. If you want to do something well, you have to do it either or excuse me, words. If you want to do something different, do it really well or really ironically, and people are going to love it. That is true. Now, here's the one thing that as a performer, I, I get this a lot. When you come off stage and you have your makeup is off, you know, you they see you on the on the street. Have you ever had that one person's like, you you are that person? Oh my, you know, they had this expression. Have what is what is the greatest feeling as a performer when you, you know, when you get off the stage and people are enjoying you, you know, and you like that you see that uh, the shock that they can't like no way. What is that one experience that you could say that, you know, you had that experience? How that how do you feel with that? Or have you had that experience? I get it in small doses with different areas because I'll have people, oh, you were our bartender the other night. That was great. Or, wait, weren't you in the show last night? That was awesome. And then, of course, we always get the pe random people that come up to me and go, Bella? <laughs> And you started it. Hey, well, here's the thing. You remind me a lot of Boa. You know, you're you have a lot of the the characteristics of Boa. Boa's then very many, 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 many years ago, good friend of mine. And you had the same. You know, you had the the characteristics, the facial expressions, but you're totally different. Totally different people. You know, and I'm sorry I started it. You know, but you guys are my family down there. So you know, you remind me. It's like, no way, no, no, it's not happening. You know, but it's good to have that. That you know, there you 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 have your own legend, you know your legend walk. Um, what is going to be the hardest part of drag that you see yourself in the future? What is the hardest part that you see yourself, you know, um, five years from now or ten years from now, twenty years from now, still doing drag? What is the hardest part you think is going to be in drag? So, the comedy queen stuff aside, yeah. another reason why I'm doing drag currently and wanting to go forward is to make a difference and be a champion for either those that don't have the biggest voice or those that are not yet able to be heard. In two weeks, it's going to be my birthday. I plan on holding a fundraiser for Project Lighthouse. Okay. which is the Key West part of the Florida Keys Children's Shelter okay. to raise money for them. Okay, so what is it called again? It's Project Lighthouse. Okay, so you guys um, listen. Yeah. Listen, you guys, <laughs> listen, listen. Let me hold you there for a minute. Listen, Project Lighthouse, all right? Project Lighthouse. Listen, you all out there, there's millions and millions and millions of people, all right? On these, listen to these podcasts of everywhere. So, Project Lighthouse in Key West, all right? It's for kids. And Erica is going to do a fundraiser. So let's do me a favor. I think she might set up a type of Venmo or something that we could, you know, it's her birthday. So I want to raise all the money we can for Project Lighthouse in two weeks. 
right? I'll so, send you a link. You send me a link? I'll send you a link. <laughs> I'll post it. I'll post it on the on the podcast. How about that? So why why Project Lighthouse? The two the two causes I feel to my heart are LGBT youth homelessness, which that is what they cover. And then the other one is LGBT youth suicide awareness and prevention. That's that's very important now. We need we need that. We need that support right now. The world is like crazy right now. And with everybody going stupid about drag queens, which I can't tell if it's kind of shifted away from trans at the moment and just aimed at drag queens because we are the loud ones. <laughs> hey, we all have voices. Kings and queens have voices, you know, and, and it is scary right now, you know, and I, I you never know, you know, and, it, and it's sad that it's being attacked. It's just, it's sad that if uh, you go to the times of Shakespeare and all them time, they were doing drag. So why? Jump on it now. Let people be, you know? But that is part of just people in the riches, I call it. But it is what it is. But you know what? I want you to keep continue performing. Do you ever have a fear when you're on that stage of somebody in the audience? On stage, no. Yeah. When you walk on stage, street, I am fearless. I am worried when I'm down on the street trying to get people in the show. Most of the time, it's, okay, great. Hi, bye. Yep. Thank you. We do get the random, very few amount of people that want to throw the Jesus loves you, which is, you know, that's acceptable. Yeah. But then they're just straight out rude people. Yeah. Now, um, it has changed a lot since when I was young and people throw bricks at the queens. Wow. But they're still always in that back of my head, especially being from Central Florida and a regular at the Pulse nightclub. That maybe, just maybe. Yeah. And and it's it, it is it is something that people understand about our lifestyle or when you're performing, you know, or it's it's very hard. People don't that's why the reason I I'm doing most of these podcasts is so that people can understand, you know, not just what people do on stage, but also talk about, hey, the reality is. Sometimes it's gonna be scary, you know, walking down the street. You never know. You never know somebody's state of mind. And it's 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 sad. It's very sad that humanities cannot just get along, you know. So different subject. Let's go back. Um, what would yeah, be this is a happy podcast. Yeah, it's a happy <laughs> podcast. Yeah. What is uh what is uh I think it's gonna be your hardest song that you ever done, besides you know, the ones you've been doing now, but the hardest. If you had to do like you know, because I see people do Whitney and all that stuff, you know, and I know you do some new songs and if I nice and Michael Jackson, I, I can't wait to see that one. But what has been an emotional song close to your heart that has done, you know, that brought you a joy of doing it? Like, you know, when you first got on the stage and you the first time you did this song, just did a kind of empowerment to you. What was the first song you ever did that was like wow to you? Oh, definitely the two I've already mentioned before. Right. Okay. There, There is a couple that I want to do. I just have to find the right space to do them at. Because we all know the Diana Ross song from The Land Before Time. Just going to make everybody cry. Yeah, everybody. That, that You know, when you see people crying in the audience, it's, it's funny. But it's it's you got to twist it up a little bit. Do a parody version of it. Right? Yeah, that'd be good. Now, 
I'm gonna make everybody fucking cry, and that's how they're gonna remember me, one way or another. <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna we're gonna leave now. But if you, like I said, thanks for your tips. Thanks for being here, Erica. How, like I said, we could follow you on any platforms. How can we follow you? And spell it out correctly so people can spell it out. Oh, we get the spell. Okay. <laughs> so on Facebook, and by the way, my name is Erica Rose Avery. That's Erica with a K, not Erica with a C. So that's E-R-I-K-A space Rose space A-V-E-R-E-Y. Yes, that's it. <laughs> Now, it's almost it's almost the same thing on Instagram, but it's gonna be Miss M I S S underscore. I think they call that stupid line. Erica underscore Rose. There might be an Avery. I don't remember. I don't use that one that often. Okay, but we can find you there for you on, on Facebook and, or at the eight hundred one, right in Key West, right? Of course, you'll find me at the eight hundred one just about every night of the week, either yeah. in the bar or on the stage. All right, definitely. Thank you so much for being here, Erica. Thank you. We love you so much. And it's thank you for this great uh, interview. And then I can I look forward to seeing your March doing Michael Jackson. Yes. Come find me in March. I will find you in March. Thank you so much.